Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This, this, this is an Intel Studios production. We are recording in España. Well, that was that was a classic knock full cup of tea over floor and carpet beginning. It was, yes. I had my little mini keyboard, as in a piano keyboard, attached to an attachment that was attached to a computer. And you very rightly went up to pick it up and move it somewhere else so we could podcast, not realising it was attached to attach to something attached to my computer, which then knocked off a cup of tea. And then a domino rally chain reaction happened. And it did. You made a big mess. I did. Yeah. But I've got another cup of tea and it's all going to be okay. Can we quickly just discuss tea mm. abroad? It's not okay. Oh, fucking hell, it's horrific, isn't it? Firstly, I think there's something wrong with the water. Well, it depends. Because yeah, we've, bought, we've bought... Uh-huh. So first of all, we thought it was the milk, because it was UHT milk. Yep. We've bought fresh organic milk from the supermarket. But it's not pasteurised. I've got Yorkshire tea. Yep. From the UK, mm-hmm. and it still doesn't taste the same. Yeah, well, I've done a mixture of bottled water and tap water in the kettle as well from time to time. I mm. think the bottled water's better. What's that I then? Think that's tap water. It is, yeah, well I done, think, well spotted. I think that's what it is, but I mean, God, uh, am I just turning into the biggest diva ever? Well, no, because I think tea is a big kind of British cultural thing, you know, it's not that big anywhere else. I mean, the Earl Grey tea here, which is, as you know, Earl Grey is my favourite tea, um, it's like it doesn't exist. It's like a bag of emptiness. It's just, it's just air. Yeah, you put it in some hot water. The water doesn't change colour. You then put milk in it, half a sugar. Yeah. You basically just got milk and half a sugar. There's no tea exists no. in Earl Grey tea. It's like an empty vessel. So my big first recommendation is if you come in on holiday, bring your own Earl Grey tea bags from Britain. But I would also like to say that we are having a lovely time. <laughs> it's quite funny. I'm working with a guy called Ricky Marino. So me and Ricky Marino, you couldn't get more Spanish than that. Mm. Ricky Marino. Yeah. He is my Spanish co-host, isn't he? Yes, yeah. And he's great. He's so Spanish. He's got an incredible physique. Oh, my God. And he walks around with his shirt off. All the because time. Because it's very hot. Not just because no. he's showing off his he's incredible showing off. physique. If you had a physique, if I well, had a physique I would like never that, wear I would... clothes yeah, if I, I look like that. <laughs> Jesus. He's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and so I'm shooting with him and he just posted something quite funny on his Instagram page, which mm-hmm. was like, sort of along the lines of, and they call this work and he's by a pool and uh, okay, okay. we are having quite a nice time because we're filming What's... a bit in the day, but we never know quite what time we're filming. Yeah. So at the moment it's currently 2 PM. We haven't filmed anything today. And uh, we've essentially had the morning off. I've been doing bits of admin and things like that, but largely we're waiting to go to work. And we're going to go to work at 3.30. Uh, do you like how I smell? Uh, well, can I just say yeah. that I like how you smell all the time. Okay. I mean, even when you're a sweaty mess. Really? Yeah, no, honestly, you always smell appealing. <laughs> but I'm not, 
I'm not just saying that. Right. That is how I feel. That's interesting. Honestly, I'm not just sort of blowing smoke up your ass. Right. I could bring out I, a, a candle like Gwyneth Paltrow's yeah, got a vagina like, candle. No, but I think you should bring out like the sort of different types of MD London. Mm-hmm. So there would be MD London, mm-hmm. sweaty mess. <gasps> These candles uh, yeah, are fragrances. Yeah. Okay. MD London, just stepped out of the shower. <laughs> um, MD London just got out of the gym. MD London, no, that's sweaty mess. Oh, that's sweaty mess. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry. And then it's MD London, lightly spritzed. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, fresh. Lightly spritzed. Uh, my the combination, as you know, yes. and I think other people have said, said this before, but I was putting it on this morning and thought, God, this is my favourite, right? So it's David Beckham. Instinct, the deodorant. Yeah, but like... Can't get it anymore. What? Why not? Because I think he, he's created his own kind of health and beauty range called like House 99 or something like Have that. You, is there anything in there that smells a bit I like Instinct? I don't know, it's expensive, so oh. I've not gone around and sniffed it, but I think it's in boots and stuff like that. Did you, didn't Instinct, you see him the other night? Yes, I did see him the other did night. Did you not have a word with him and go, mate? Yeah, where's the Instinct? Where is it? I don't know if he even knows that he has a deodorant <laughs> Instinct. <laughs> But you used to get it in Wilco's for £2 a can. And it was bloody brilliant. <laughs> I've got two cans left. My mum sent me a can in the post. Well, she found one. She found one. In she a said, Wilco. Well, I don't know, but she said, Listen, oh, I'm going to send you something. And listeners, if you love Michael, yeah. like I love Michael, you need to go to your local Wilco's and see if they've got any David Beckham instinct left yeah. and you need to send it to him Yeah. for his... Christmas present. Christmas is That'd before be great. your birthday, right? But it's a combination. I use David Beckham's instinct combined with... Tom Ford's Grey Viviter? Viviter? Vet. Vetiver. Vetiver. Those two things I wear in conjunction with each other. And it never fails for someone to go, Ooh, you smell nice. Oh, right. Who's that? Thinking, oh. I'll go and punch them in the face. <laughs> it's mainly blokes. <laughs> Bloody hell, mate. You smell good. I go, ah, it's a bit of David Beckham no, and Tom Ford. No, it is very, it's a very it's good, good combo, isn't it? Yeah. Good. good. Well, I'm going to keep it up and long live David Beckham Instinct. Long live David Beckham Instinct. If he never does anything else, if he could just do that, that would be great. So what have you got for us, Miss McCall? Well, I'm starting off with a, just a general vegetable. Okay. Um, that I hadn't heard of before. And uh-huh. I looked at it, my mum, this is a classic my mum thing. Like mm-hmm. she, she always wants to expand. Megan Rossi, Dr. Megan Rossi, the dietitian yeah, that yeah. we love. Yeah, great. Who's just had the sweetest baby. Oh, she's had a baby. Um, another I mean, baby. talk about the good genes. No, one baby. One baby, but okay. By God, that baby's going to be okay. beautiful. beautiful. Um, with great hair. Mm-hmm. But anyway... My mum, you know, Megan would love her because she just always tries to pull a new veg out of the bag. Mm-hmm. And she'll turn up with something. I go, what is that? Anyway, and I know everybody else will know about it. Mm-hmm. And everybody else might have tried one, but I never had. It's called a Roman- Romanesco. Oh, okay. Is it kind of lettuce? It's like a broccoli. Oh, yes. I have seen cauliflower. These. Yeah. Now, I, it looks aggressive, Yes, looks like a As spiky. vegetables come. Yeah. It looks like it's going to hurt your mouth. Yeah. I wonder whether that is nature's way of trying to stop it getting eaten. Is it? Is it this vegetable's survival technique that it's going to look ultimately ugly? Like it's going to sting you. Like it's going to hurt you. Yeah. So it's an edible flower bud of the mm. Brassica oleracea. <laughs> First documented in Italy in the 16th century. It's kind of lime green. Mm-hmm. 
It's like cauliflower, literally a cross between, between cauliflower and broccoli. broccoli. Yeah. And it tastes really, really good. So you would you would steam it. Yeah. I mean, I steam broccoli mm-hmm. and cauliflower. Me too. So I, you would steam it. Yeah. Just as you would a broccoli. Uh-huh. I would highly recommend it. Um, and I do see them more and more. But, but try it. We saw and it let recently. Us know what you think. did we see yeah. it? Did your mum bring know. it? I think, I, think you, I think we may have all eaten it. Oh, we definitely mum. all eat, yeah. eat, ate it, but I can't remember whether it, it was a delivery thing yeah. or whether we bought it or how it, how it arrived. It's, it's, it was nice, especially with the old Lurpak garlic butter. Very, very nice. Everything is better with Lurpak. <laughs> yeah. But, and actually, when you look at quite a few of these Romanescos together, mm-hmm. um, they are actually incredibly beautiful. Mm. Mother yeah. Nature at its very finest. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, I saw something this week that really blew my brains out. Yeah, go on. And it was weirdly in conjunction with what we recommended last week, which is yes. your friend's business, where they interview oh, yes, you yes, know, yes. your relatives or whatever. Family. You make a... Talking family. The talking family, what was it called? Album company. Okay. I think. And I was thinking, oh, such a good idea that I really like it. And then I'm yes. scanning through my Instagram and up pops this thing, where in Japan, it would seem, this is what the Instagram post said, in Japan, gravestones are having QR codes put on them. Yes, I mean, so, is that true? I don't know, it's but it doesn't a, matter if it's true or not. It's such a good idea. So, so you go to a gravestone and you think, I wonder who this person is. You scan the QR code and up pops a video about that person's life. I want that. <laughs> oh my God, right? So I don't know whether I'm getting cremated or buried or whatever, but if there is some kind of headstone somewhere... Look, if you go before me, yeah. you're going to have... You put a QR code on mine. Yeah, but you're going to have, whether you get cremated or not... yeah. Like, your ashes are with me. Okay. Um, and you will have, like, a mausoleum. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know what that is, but I'd like Well, like one. a sort of just a massive... Shrine. Shrine to okay. honour you. The, with a massive QR code on with it. With a huge QR code yeah. to go with your personality that will have you on I it, guess talking you, about yourself. What you could do is you'd have the QR code, you scan the QR code, and up comes a series of links to the podcast, the Instagram page, Here's your best the website. <laughs> And me going, I mean, it's so and good. Here are your best bits. I think that would revolutionise graveyards. Because yeah. if you were a bit bored and you think, oh, I'll go for a walk, you pop to the graveyard and you think, oh, well, I'll, I'll do this whole row of people and see what they did in their lives. But imagine mm-hmm. if we could do that with people from the, from the past. 20s, 30s, well, it, 40s who died in the war. If there was <gasps> any great uh, people of historical interest, they could get QR codes um, you know, made retrospectively, retrospectively put, on, put on their gravestone. That isn't it a good idea? Amazing. And if you, so we, if, you, if you went to see Jim Morrison's grave, you could scan the QR <gasps> code and get access to the movie The Doors. Wait, hang on. Is this not? Hang on. We've just given somebody an amazing business. Yeah, idea. yeah. But let's give it to them. We've got we've, we've got, got our own business. We've got plenty on, going on. Yeah, we've we got our own business. Spread the love. If anyone can make this happen and make a living, please out make of it, it happen. Because do it. You also, know. we want. We need it. I want to scan it. We need it. (laughs) But it just, it slightly blew my brain. I just thought, what a great idea. QR codes are fabulous. Do you think that's one of those internet things or do you think it's actually true? It should be true. (laughs) It wouldn't surprise me. Japan's always ahead of the curve. (coughs) Sorry, I breathed (coughs) breathed in some tea. Uh, Let me just uh, slosh that down a bit. I mean, the picture on Instagram was definitely a fake picture of a gravestone oh. with a QR code on it. Oh. <clears throat> but it was there to represent what was happening. Right. Whether it's happening or not, I don't know. But if it's not, it should happen. And I would it like... It should happen immediately. A QR code on my grave. 
Um, I thought that was a great idea. So, um, <clears throat> moving on. Yes. I have one fantastic recommendation for, for people to watch. Oh, yeah, great. On the telly box. Yes. BBC iPlayer. Yes. Five-part drama. Yes. One hour an episode. Yeah. Stars Colin Farrell. Now, wait, tell everybody what happened to you with him, because <clears throat> you didn't know it was him. So you I watched, actually didn't recognise him. I watched this programme. Well, let me first of all tell you what it is. It's called The North Water, and it's yeah. a period drama set in the mid-1800s mm-hmm. about a whaling ship that travels north to Greenland to kill whales and collect its blubber and bring it back. Obviously, a big <clears throat> industry back in those days. Um, but there's an insurance fraud going on with the boat. So the captain knows this, the boat owner knows this. No, 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 this is I'm, all in I'm episode one. I'm whispering, by the way. Yeah, I'm whispering. It's, it's, it's all in episode one. There's no okay. spoilers uh, here at all. Okay. There's an insurance fraud going on with the boat owner, the captain, and the, sh- the captain's right-hand man. But nobody else on the boat knows that that's what's happening. Um, and there's a doctor being uh, uh, played by Chris O'Carroll, I think his name is. I'll, f- I'll find out that for sure, because he's fantastic in it. And uh, it's got Colin Farrell in it. Now, I remember thinking, oh, I'll watch this. It's a BBC drama, but it's got a big movie star in it. And I like this movie star. So you didn't know he was in it? I got mixed up and I thought it was Colin Firth. So I'm sat there watching this drama thinking... When's Colin Firth coming? When's Colin Firth going to turn up? And then I'm thinking, oh. Now, there's this horrible, horrible psychopathic madman in this drama who's a great big burly fella with big greasy hair and a big dark beard. He's a really... Just a disgusting person. Murders people at will, sleeps with prostitutes and doesn't pay them, beats people up. You know, just hustles his way through life, but he he also ends up on the ship. Um, But all the way through this, I'm thinking, God, this is great. Anyway, it got to the end and I'm thinking, where's Colin Firth? You know, where's Mr. Darcy? Uh, You know, maybe he's in episode two and then I have a quick look at the, the, um, you know, the credits at the end and then it says Colin uh, Colin Farrell, you know, and I'm like, oh, it's Colin Farrell. And then I think, who's Colin Farrell in this? Like, I just can't work out even who he is. You yeah. know, like, where is he? Yeah. And then, of course, the penny drops. It's this big, hurly-burly, psychopathic <gasps> guy. But, but he looks so different. It's, just, it's yeah. just unrecognisable as him. And then I thought, isn't it funny that you would cast a very big, famous movie star in, in something, but make them so unrecognisable that you don't even know that it's them? Yes. Like, does that kind of lose its value of having the movie star in it? In some ways, you could have just cast an unknown, but maybe the, the yes, talent. Yes, but then of I think I, then I think it makes it all the more impressive <clears throat> when someone's almost unrecognisable as I themselves. I agree. It's a catch twenty-two, really. Anyway, Ste- I, oh, sorry, um, Stephen Graham. Stephen Graham's in it as well. It? Yes, and he is the ship's captain. So good. So I did watch one episode, but you've been watching um, without me. Yes, I did. Um, I had to plough through no, it. No, but it was I understand. So I gripping. Understand. So I, I dipped in for episode two, and I thought it looked amazing. Yes, but it was a bit slow. Episode two. It was a bit meandering, and you know there was trying to establish some kind of authority. But then it sounds like because I'm because I was missing it. I did make Michael give me an absolute sort of minute by minute breakdown yeah. of the next <clears throat> three episodes, four episodes, and it sounds amazing. Episode the way one. it unfolds. Episode one, fantastic. Episode two, a bit sluggish. Three, four, five. Oh, brilliant. Wow. With a great ending. So it is fantastic. You could do it in two nights with your husband or your wife or your girlfriend or your partner Mm. or whatever, or even with the family. It's a really good thing. Mm. It's shot like a movie. It's, there is no expense spared. Some of the scenery is just unbelievable. And they shot it. uh, 
Yes, I would say it's very so not violent. for kids. No, not for young kids. No, but I think no. anyone over fifth, uh, thirteen would be fine with it. I don't okay. think it's gratuitous violence, really. Um, but it's shot. They shot it for six weeks up in Norway. I mean, it is ice cold up there. I mean, Didn't you can you say really it was the see the most northern point that they'd ever filmed a drama. Yes, they've never filmed anything this far north before mm. um, uh, like this. But God, it's cold and it's bleak and it's brilliant. And if you like The Revenant with DiCaprio, mm. it, it, there's elements of that all mm-hmm. the way through it. It is brilliant. Mm-hmm. So I could not recommend it enough. Great. Fill your boots, ladies and gentlemen. Great. Next up, I have got um, an Instagram account that just does make me laugh every time yeah. it pops up. And actually, I didn't realise that this was France's Got Talent finalist who's the golden buzzer and britain's got talent semi-finalist his um name here is u e s p i i i i i i (laughs) and he basically spends his life trying to he must practice things over and over and over and over again um until they work a lot of the things that he does he's naked in um, there's a lot of things involving his bottom, trying to um, fire a DVD out of his bottom. Um, he's placed uh, a Coca-Cola bottle strategically over his penis. He's lying down on the floor. He looks like he's in an episode of Dexter. And he's lying on some plastic sheeting. And he's got a minto in his mouth. And I don't know how many times he must have practiced this because... Once the mento had shot off, he would have had to have either got up, taken the bottle off his cock, put another mento in his mouth. I mean, Jesus, this man. But this mento, he shoots it from his mouth into the very, very narrow hole in the top of the bottle of Coca-Cola, which is resting on his penis, and it explodes. Yeah. It is the... I must have watched that video. Show me now. Okay. <laughs> and it explodes all over his groin and it's his face oh, that God. is just so funny and i'm amazed that it's only got 69,000 likes okay it deserves yes, a lot a more uh, he, he is extremely funny i've seen him before where he puts things up his bottom yeah uh, like a tablecloth and the tablecloth's got a whole table of crockery set out in it and then he does a pirouette and pinches the tablecloth and everything stays the it's same amazing. it's amazing all done with this the power one, of his bum he yeah. throws he's naked there's yeah. a glass of wine in front of his penis mm-hmm. and he throws a ball and you think that you're trying to get the ball to go in the glass but actually it's trying to catch the air of a hair dryer oh and the ball stays up in the air <laughs> and then he pulls so the- a face the wine is just to cover his penis. Yes. It's nothing, no. it's nothing to do with the trick. Then there's another butt CD challenge. This is amazing. Oh, my God. He throws a CD into a Nintendo Wii from with his, his butt, butt cheeks. Yeah. He's amazing. Um, I'm really glad you stumbled across that independently of me. Um, it's a pleasure. Because I had been, uh, had been watching him on and off. Um, okay, just before we uh, finish this section, because I think we're going to stop, have a bite to eat, go to work. Yes, and then, and then... We could either do a bit from work. Let's do or, a bit from work. Or we could do, we'd come back and do a bit from here. So I watched a documentary recently, which I really liked, but it comes off the back of a book called Easy Riders and Raging Bulls. Um, now, this is a really good book by a guy called... I think he's called Peter... Peter Biskind, 
who was an editor of Premier Magazine out in Hollywood. He was absolutely in the whole Hollywood scene yeah. around that time with Scorsese and um, all the rest of them. What a time that must have oh been. Oh my God, with Spielberg so and George cool. Lucas and, and everybody and all that. Yeah. Like on, cracking it. Yes. And changing... Changing the world of film. Yeah, which... Forever. Which arguably changes the world, right? Yes. Every time you see a film, it moves your perspective on things and you see things differently. So the the power that comes out of these directors around that time was breathtaking and the freedom they were given to make movies. Anyway, it's a fantastic book, but um, I realise it's been made into a documentary and it was happened quite a while ago. Um, I just have never stumbled across it before, but it's on Amazon Prime. You do have to pay for it, I think, but it's only like £2.99. But if you're interested in movies at all and that whole scene uh, and how it emerged to, to create the kind of movie industry of the 1980s, which brought What's about it called? people. It's called Easy Riders and Raging Bulls. Oh, we, well, I watched you, it with you. You watched the first 20 minutes of it with me and then... Um, I fell asleep. Then, well, I think we, we were in bed at the time and then we both went to sleep and then I ended up watching it about a week later, but... I just couldn't put it down. Easy Riders, Raging Bulls. Yes. Oh, no, that's a movie. Yes. So that... In 2003. Yes, that's it. How the sex, drugs and rock and roll generation saved Hollywood. Yes, and that's Scorsese and that's Taxi Driver and Robert De Niro. So you can um, stream it on Prime Video, but it's a subscription. So if you've got Amazon Prime... You get it for free. You can just stream it on that. But I, I really enjoyed it. I could not stop watching it. And it's really good. The, the talking heads they've got of people that were around at that time that describe what it's like and what they were like. And they were slightly jealous, but also slightly helping each other out. So when Scorsese took off, you know, they were all a little bit like, oh, is that ever going to happen for me? Um, but it was the way they all clubbed together, really, and helped each other out, especially Lucas and Spielberg. But ah, oh, I just loved all of it. It was very exciting. And actually, you forget how old-fashioned it was the real crossover from the big hello dolly kind of movies with musicals and Mm. everybody's tap dancing and in the movies and suddenly everybody's on motorbikes and taking drugs yes it was french cinema that seemed to do it movies yes it was french cinema that seemed to do it and all these guys came through making b movies so low budget but they got to experiment an enormous amount Mm. camera techniques and lighting techniques try and make things really Brilliant, and mm. then when this when Scorsese doubles across De Niro, you know everything changes for those lot. But it's just a great little bit of history. So if you're interested in popular culture, history, movies, and stuff like that, it's just a really enjoyable watch, and you learn it learn an enormous amount. I think about, I guess about that kind of period of time and about the movie industry. It, so I I did look it up on that Just Watch app mm-hmm. that we recommended oh, yeah. before, which is really useful because yeah. not only has it told me that you can stream it on subscription if you've got Amazon Prime, but also you can rent it on Amazon. Oh, can you? For £2.49, or you can buy it on Amazon for £6.99. Okay. I mean, I did the rental version of it. But um, it's super good. Really enjoyed it. And if you'd rather read the book, the book is obviously much more detailed. It's hugely entertaining. I think I might have recommended the book before. Um, but this whole thing just came back to me and oh, I just loved it and it stops me thinking about work my own world for a bit and I enter this other one you know just I just really enjoyed it Easy Riders and Raging Bulls Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com switch 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, so Ted Lasso season two. <gasps> oh my God. Huh? How much of it have you seen? Uh, first two episodes. Okay, I'm like eight, six episodes in. Okay. Seven episodes Lots in. Lots of people are raving about it. I cry, sobbing. My my son, because Chester, it's a thing that mm. Chester and I watch together. Yeah. He has to comfort me. Oh, really? Like ugly crying. It's so good. The sweary guy, Roy. Yes. He's just won an Emmy. Brett. Was it an Emmy? Brett, Yeah. Um, and then the lady who runs the football club, yes. she's just won an Emmy. Yes. And I think the writers might have won Emmys as well. I mean, that's brilliant, isn't it? It's uh, so if, brilliant. If you've not seen Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso is on Apple TV, so you do need a subscription. But if you've got an Apple product, I think they give you a good discount these days. The other thing Apple have started to do is something called Apple One, where you pay one payment and you get access to iTunes, the App Store, no. all that. Yeah, it's Why am I not called doing Apple that? One. How do I do um, that? I don't know, just go on to Apple and But do they stop all your other subscriptions? No, no, they just combine them all into one payment and you just pay fourteen ninety nine a month oh, and you get a that bit of everything. Oh, that is so yeah. much better. Well, I'll look into that while we're here, but that is quite a good recommendation if you're, if you're a subscriber to Apple Music and Apple TV. I am. And you use Apple computers. I do. I think you'll, you'll save on doing the Apple One, I think it's called. That is a very good... Yeah. I'm writing that down because but you've recommended that. That is very good. Ted Lasso, uh, it's in its second season. We've had loads of people contact us and say, thanks so much for putting us on to Ted Lasso. It's really good. It's very light-hearted. And some of it's not that believable. but I mean, yes, it's not that believable. But it's all forgivable because it's all. got such a lovely heart to it. And, totally. Um, it's a type of TV show that we're desperately needing at the moment because everything else seems a bit angry or a bit cynical. Or... I'm going to get my glasses, Mark. Yeah, go Keep for it. Talking. Keep talking. Keep um, talking. So when I watched it, I remember thinking, ah, oh, this is a bit middle of the road for me. And then it just grew on me and grew on me, and then I, I laughed quite a lot, and then I cried a little bit, and then when it all came to the end of season one, I just remember thinking, please recommission this show. I desperately want to see all these characters again. There's such... It's, it's got such a lovely heart to it, I think. I'm so invested in this mm. series, mm. Um, and the second series brings you quite a lot of, and you'll see them, okay. quite a lot of moments where you go... <gasps> Really? Yes. Okay. So Hannah Waddingham is the name of the woman okay. who is the owner of the football team, and mm-hmm. she's just won an Emmy. The guy who... Hang on. Brendan Hunt is the man that... No. Don't... No. <laughs> I was listening don't, to a bit yeah, of Alan Partridge this morning, and um, it's mid-morning matters, and he's got this guy in his radio show, and he says... Uh, Welcome to, uh, like, Brendan Stevens or something like that. He's from the North Norfolk Hunt, uh, and he's going to talk to us today all about that. And Sidekick Simon says, uh, oop, careful how you say that. And Alan goes, what do you mean? And he goes, uh, just nothing. 
And then he goes, okay, thanks, Simon. And then he goes, so it's Brendan from the North Norfolk Compt. And then he goes, ah, yes, I see what you mean now, Simon. <laughs> it's so great. It's a joke that kind of only works when you say it out loud, you know. But um, oh, I love Alan. Uh, he is very funny. Yeah, he is. And you have made me love him, too. Okay, good. Um, Brett Goldstein. Brett Goldstein, that's the guy that's who plays... That's his name. Roy. And he plays Roy. And what's amazing is that he wrote and directed quite a few of the episodes as um, well. Oh, did he? Um, and that, that it feels like a very inclusive kind of collaborative I piece agree. of work. Mm. Everybody is working on it together. And of course, um, Jason Sudeikis is divorced from his wife and he has actually split up with his girlfriend in, real in life. true life. Ah, so okay. So kind of a lot of it is mirroring... So he's not acting... No, that hurt. <laughs> He's and just pain. being himself. Well, yeah. um, she's now going out with Harry Styles. Wow. I know. That's painful, isn't it? Yeah, that must be uh, very painful. I always remember that documentary, A Kid Stays in the Picture, when Bobby Evans' wife runs off with Steve McQueen. Oh. And he says, he says, when you're going out with the most beautiful... Well, he's married to the most beautiful woman in the world, but she runs off with the most beautiful man <laughs> in the world. He said, good God. You know... <laughs> It's so painful. So, yeah, I can imagine. If you run off with Harry Styles... Oh. Yeah, because you, you think he's great, right? Well, I, I, I'm surprised whenever I see him on Instagram or whatever, when Harry Styles comes up in my feed or whatever, because I, I search a lot of music stuff, I always think, oh, all right, you know, he looks handsome and he looks cool, but I think, Bleh. and then I pass on it. And then later I see him, like, playing the guitar and singing, and I think, OK, well, I'll have a little listen, see what it sounds like. And then I think... Yeah, all right, so he can sing. And then I pass on that. And then I see him playing the guitar as well. I think, Jesus, all right, mate, calm down a bit. You're good at singing, all right. You're good at playing the guitar. You look very good. You can dance. And you know what he did two nights ago? No. He won an Ivan Novella Award for songwriting. Wow. Noel Gallagher very famously said about 10 years ago, the reason the Ivan Novella Awards is so good is crap bands like One Direction will never win it. (gasps) Oh, my God. And there is Harry Styles with his own award for songwriting. Wow. Quite amazing, isn't it? So, yeah, you know, good on and Harry Styles. I don't know. let's not forget he can act. Can he? He was in... Harry, Harry Styles. He was in, was um, he in? D- um, Dunkirk. Oh, he was in Dunkirk. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So he can okay. act as well. All there right. you go. Jesus. Great sense of style, too. I mean, there aren't many men who oh, can wear a flared trouser. All right, all right. Oh, sorry, okay. Enough. Okay, okay. I really want to talk to you about a company. I went the other day mm-hmm. to go and on September the 11th or the closest day yeah. to it, um, the amazing guys at BGC oh, yes, yes. Um, go and give all of their profits from a day to um, kind of commemorate their friends that they yeah. lost um, in the Twin Towers. And they lost a lot. And the stories are harrowing um, of of people trying to get messages to their loved ones yeah. and stuff before God. they died. Anyway, um, this sounds very shallow after I've just said that, so I'm really yeah, sorry no, about okay. this okay. massive, massive gear change. But there was some amazing food there. Oh, was there at the event? <laughs> well, good. No, no, no. This sorry. is not a gear change. This is a sorry. connection. It's valid okay. and worthwhile. So Go for it. I... I Basically, was thinking I've got a, I've got my journey home. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit worried about what am I going to eat, and the lady <sighs> said, "Oh no, we've got some food upstairs." Well, it wasn't just food. I went to this table, and I looked at this table of food, and I thought, 
this is quite the most beautiful yeah. exhibition of food I've ever seen in my life. It was a, what's it called when it's called a something table? A grazing table. A grazing table! I'd never, what, uh, well, where have I been? In, in your defence, I have only heard of that term this week. Okay. For the first time. Because yeah. it was mm-hmm. extraordinary and did what it said in the tin, on the tin. So you'd walk around and you'd pick up your little bits yeah. and bobs. But it was the colours, it mm. was the variety, it was the way that it was laid out, it was the fact that it looked so fresh. And right. all the fruit mm-hmm. and all the vegetables, you know, were crunchy when you needed them to be, were sweet when you needed them. I mean, it was out of this world. And this company, in fact, it was so good mm-hmm. that I was like, our listeners need to know about this company. So I was like asking everybody, do you know who made this? Who's this boy? Yeah. Where's this come from? Mm-hmm. It's from a company, and they'd done lunchboxes. So I went home with a lunchbox. Thank Not you. your lunchbox, Michael. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. No. <laughs> Full of cheese. This grazing table this down gra- here. Yeah, yeah. No, not that grazing okay. table, Michael. Um, and they're called Grape and Fig, and the lunchbox was outrageous. I, I took a picture of it. Okay, could I'll we be just able say that again? It's grapeandfig.com. Grapeandfig.com. Look at, look oh, at yeah. that. Wow. So... I mean, I'm, I'm showing Michael pictures because it, it is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, but we'll put it on our Insta so you can have a little look at the pictures. It is so ridiculously it is pretty. There's meat in there, though, is there? Well, you, they do everything. They do everything. This okay. is the thing. So when you go onto their collections, mm-hmm. so you can browse their collections, they do platters, they do grazing tables, they do a single-serve graze cup, which is like a pre... Uh, you know, okay. so you can so pick it up and walk up around with yeah. it. They do... Um, Brie number letters. So Mm -hmm. if it's somebody's special birthday, um, Mm -hmm. they do a little kind of setting like that. They do boxes, which is what I... I sort of took a lunch box Mm -hmm. away with me, but it's also like an amazing... Sorry, sorry. I know, I know. But but Linford Christie, we've got to thank for that. (laughs) They do gifting. I mean, Mm -hmm. if I got one of those as a gift... Really? Uh, yeah, like I would that. love that. Wow. Weekly cheese and blooms. Weekly, so you can get a weekly delivery. Mm-hmm. Nationwide platter kits. Nice. So it's like a sort of do-it-yourself, mm-hmm. you know, kit that you can get. But if you are going to have a dinner party or something, or a birthday party... Yeah, it's a good idea, isn't it? Uh, you you know? wouldn't need anything else. Yeah. And the faff that mm-hmm. you go about... So let's have a quick look. Got it. Um, about... So a grazing table is very expensive. Yeah. But if you were going... What does it say the price? From 500 quid. From... Really? And... um, But if you think about it... uh, Sorry. (laughs) You're taking a picture of me and I was trying to speak at the same time. Behind the scenes, yeah. Um, So let's say um, you do a grazing table. That is an enormous amount of food. Yeah, yeah. So five hundred pounds. If you were going to have two hundred people, then yeah, that's not that much, is it? You know, it isn't that much. But let's have a look at platters, for example. Platters are also absolutely enormous, but they are um, ready to graze from twenty-five pounds. Oh, that's pretty good because you get four of them, right? Yeah, or you can get a cheese and charcuterie platter for one hundred and twenty-five quid, which is enormous. You've got the vegan cheese platter, mm. um, unforgettable afternoon tea platter. The afternoon tea platter's got lots of lovely little mm. sort of separate 
mini bites on it. You've got just a sort of meat platter, oh, like fruit, charcuterie the platter. The fruit platter looks amazing. That's 80 quid. Look at the crudité and hummus platter. Yeah. Joel would like that. Yeah, We've got the sweet treat platter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I quite like that. Sweet treat platter. Um, and look, the bread and cracker platter. The cookie platter. The cookie platter. <laughs> Let's get that. But the bread and so, cracker, cr- the get, cracker platter platter. Can you get these just in London or are they nationwide? Or? Well, I think it... I think you could get them if you did a big enough order nationwide, Anywhere. but I'm yeah. not sure how far it would travel, but they are London-based. But I'm pretty okay. sure anywhere... You could franchise it out, couldn't you? Because you could teach people how to put the platters together. Honest to God, uh, I have never seen anything so pretty. It, so even if you're not going to actually purchase, it's worth it. Just have a look at the website. Yeah, yeah. If you're feeling a bit down, just go and look at grapeandfig.com because it is a beauty. Uh, so I've got two things to talk about connected yes. to that. First thing is I've created a new breakfast while I've been here in Spain. Oh, yeah. Now, it's not a brand new breakfast, but it's my favourite breakfast. And yeah. I'm going to recommend it to people because yeah. they might have forgotten that it exists, right? Yeah. One slice of brown toast. Yeah. Layer of butter. Layer of cream cheese. Butter and cream cheese? Yeah, baby. God, do you think I'm bad? Yep. You are bad. But that's another story. You've taken Layer of butter. Layer of cream cheese. Yeah. Big layer of smoked salmon. Yeah. Another layer of cream cheese. Uh, Tabasco. That's the thing that's a bit too much for me. Lemon. Oh my God, it's so good. It's Nothing very low in carbs. Yeah, it's not a massive layer, but it's just a thin skim of cream cheese over the top. And then Tabasco. It's messy. And then squash fr- fr- fresh lemon all over it. Oh my goodness. Very mm. high in protein, very low carbs, only one slice of brown toast in there. Quite a bit of fat, but kind of good fat, right? And oily fish. Oily fish. Oh my God. I can't tell you how much I enjoy that. Tabasco? Tabasco, yeah. Little one. Little, you do five dots, one in each corner, one in the middle. Boosh. I've been thinking about Tabasco, though. They should really create a little pipette situation because sometimes you tip <gasps> it out the bottle and boosh, you get loads, and then other times nothing comes out. And you Tabasco think, pipette. Oh, Tabasco pipette. So, Tabasco, if you're listening, pipette this thing up, baby. I think it'd make a big difference. It's quite a messy thing putting cream cheese mm-hmm. on the top of of the smoked salmon it's a bit messy but would you just not put a bit extra underneath and then just make it pretty with the smoked salmon on top totally I'm going to take a picture tomorrow okay I'll stick it on the uh, on the Insta so we can stick it on Entail and I just want to film you doing the drop in each corner and the one in the middle because you're I say this time and time again but your little idiosyncrasies are the things that I love about you the most and then the other thing is I had a boiled egg on the side as well today for an extra protein boost yeah, because you worked out hard this morning. Now, also in connection to Grape and Fig, because it was to do with 9-11, is that I started watching another documentary on Netflix called Turning Point. Oh, yeah. 9-11, The War on Terror. This is a five-part series so far on Netflix. And um, I'd all, we'd already watched The War Room. Yeah. And I was thinking, do I need another 9-11 documentary? Mm. But this is uh, from people who were inside the building at the time the planes <gasps> went in. And it takes you back to the history of Afghanistan as well. Now, there was another thing I'm watching on Afghanistan with Rory Stewart. Yes. The History of Afghanistan by Rory Stewart. A personal view, it's called. So it's an interesting kind of take on it. But the BBC have obviously dumped Rory Stewart with the responsibility of this documentary by calling it a personal view. But I think that's fine. He's a clever bloke and he's obviously done his research. But that's a really good. I think it's a three-parter on the iPlayer, but it was made in 2012. Um, the History Rory Stewart one, yeah, a personal view. A personal view. Um, but it's made in 2012, which is, I mean, tra- 
Afghanistan is a completely different country than it was in yeah. 2012. So it's kind of worth watching just to see a snapshot of Afghanistan then. But this, I've only watched the first two episodes of this. And God, it's really good. Because it? it gives you an understanding of... Wait, when you say this, you're talking about a turning point. I'm now point. talking about a turning point mm-hmm. on Netflix. Because it gives you a very good understanding of how it came to be that America became under such attack from Afghanistan. So it goes back to the original war with, when Russia invaded uh, and the Mahujja Adin appeared and then America funded them to fight Russia. So it was like a proxy war between America and Russia, but it left Afghanistan oh. in turmoil and out of that became came the Taliban. So the Taliban came to power through a civil war after the Russians had left. And then obviously the Taliban got chased out back in 2000 and whenever it was, so 2005. So history has just completely repeated itself. Yes, but I didn't, there's a, a lot of stuff I didn't know about where the Taliban had come from and why some people like them and some people don't like them. But they, they did bring a certain amount of stability to Afghanistan when they turned up because it was in this ravaged civil war. That's but of course like... they were horribly oppressive as well, especially to women. I mean, it's outrageous what they'd done to women. And are doing um, again. Yeah, yeah. But any, anyway, it, you know, if you're really interested in it and you're stuck and a bit un- lacking of an understanding of what's going on, those two things are really good. But this um, this turning, turning point. point's good mm. because the accounts they've got, the, the talking heads they've got of people who are inside the building and the building shakes when the planes go into it. And of oh, course, God. Even when they're in the building, they still didn't know what had happened, you know. They didn't know a plane had gone into it. If you were oh, 20 floors below the plane... But the other thing that happened is all the aviation fuel shot down the <gasps> elevator shafts and set fire to people on the ground floor. <gasps> yeah, all the f- fuel bursts out the plane on fire and shoots all the way down all those elevator shafts, which was, there's tons of them. And then the fire bursts straight through the ground floor, you know. It, it's utterly fascinating. Um, so uh, I'd recommend it as a watch if you're interested in the subject and you want to know a little bit more about it. I couldn't recommend it enough. Uh, there you go. Um, Shit. I know. I wasn't going to talk about that, but I just watched an episode of it Sorry, yesterday and I was like, Woo. I, I just realised I said shit. Yeah, that, I mean... But I was just thinking about people on the ground floor thinking, okay, well, we can what get out. Mm. Yeah, oh, unbelievable. Just... Fascinating. Um, oh. What else have you got for us? So should we do shout-outs? Let's do shout-outs. Okay, so, first of all, our mate, Don. Oh, Don. Yeah. Yeah. So he sent, uh, he sent us this. Uh, it says, Hi guys, hope you're well and enjoying Spain. Just listening to Season 5, Episode 3 in the Parkinson Doc. May also recommend the Ruby Wax Meets a series, which is a look back on amazing interviews that she did. Some are incredible, some are horrifically bad. Yeah, she interviewed Donald Trump, I remember this one. But it's also films, uh, films her watching the interviews that she did, which is genius, and she talks about what she went through um, to get them to open up. You forget how amazing Ruby Wax uh, was uh, and how she's really one of the first people to do this kind yes. of documentary interviews with celebs. Anyway, go watch it. It's on the BBC iPlayer. So thanks very much indeed uh, for that, Dom. I, I did a, an interview with Ruby Wax where she did this live on stage. I did this for this kind of business talk. And oh, she yeah. came and she did the Donald Trump one. But she had to leave the stage. She said, I can no longer watch this interview. It is the most embarrassing moment of my entire career. Oh, I can't wow. sit through it. It is quite embarrassing. You know? I've got quite a few things that people keep bringing up. That Oh, uh, that you did in yeah, your career. Yeah. Um, so I just want to quickly explain who Dom is. Dom is a very, very old friend of mine mm. who I used to run clubs with. And back, you know, let's say 30 years, we're talking. Sorry, how old are you? Um, 50. Four what? On the 16th of October. 16th? You better start saving. 
Um, and his um, Instagram account is Dom in the Kitchen. And he is um, a food blogger. He's in the top five food bloggers. He's an event producer. He's a cook. He's a food writer. Um, but he does really, really, really lovely food posts and is definitely worth a follow. So he's one of our listeners, but I just thought I'd... Yes, great. His food posts are really good really and really nice. educational, yeah. aren't they? He always yeah. says, oh, do this and do that and try this and plunk this in there. They're very, very good. Um, what we got here, we got Cathy uh, Crane. Oh, Cathy Crane sent me this uh, thing after the Bee Gees documentary. And oh, she yeah. Said, Just on a walk, thought you might be interested. There's a statue of the Bee Gees here on the Isle of Man. They were born here. I, mean, I watched the documentary, that bit must have passed me by, but she sent us this great picture of the three of them we walking down the street. We should post that. Yes. On Making the Cats. Um, so, yeah, the Bee Gees. Thanks for that, Cathy. That's really fascinating. One thing I love about this podcast is people teaching us stuff. But have we um, saved that picture? Uh, I will save the picture. Promise? It is flagged, yes. Because I really, really want to put that on the site. It's br- it's a brilliant statue of the Bee Gees. Okay. Brilliant, brilliant. What I would say is that we have now acquired a third member of Making the Cut called Olivia. Oh, yes! Who is going to help us with our Instagram page. Now, <gasps> you haven't seen our Instagram page already, have you? But take a look at this. Um, look at all these. Oh, my God! So she's done... These are called... What are these called? Highlights. She's doing highlighted categories. Oh, so when we highlight a TV programme, it gets put into there? It gets put in there. (gasps) And then when people contact us, as they do all the time, say, have you got any recommendations? We just go go to the TV highlights. Go to the highlights TV. Stop it. So Olivia is doing a fantastic job for us. She's like the fifth member of Coldplay. Yes, Phil. (laughs) That's right. She's like Phil. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But just to reassure people, we look at our Making the Cut page all the time, all the time every day all the time uh, and answer questions on there yeah. and stuff like that so we are not going anywhere just to let you know um, but, but she's helping you, organise us and get more yes. information to you on our Instagram page yeah, yeah. and so welcome Olivia welcome and, Olivia uh, and thank you so much um, oh my god Pip Marsha sent us an epic I might have to I'm reading it okay you, you do that okay um, Davina on a personal note oh I just want to send you my love after your post about my dad. My dad had Alzheimer's. I admired my mum so much for being brave enough to tell us that she just wasn't coping anymore having dad at home. When you love someone so much, it must be the hardest thing to realise that them being at home with you is not the best place anymore. If you do like we did feel an initial element of guilt for sending dad to home, I can absolutely promise you that it's the right decision. Knowing that, that dad was safe and being cared for by trained professionals who were also loving and caring and funny people who became our extended family in a way whilst he was in their care did give us some relief. I'm sure you will have read it, but I found Contented Dementia by Oliver James. I haven't read it. Oh, Oliver James is great. He's amazing. They really fuck you up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lots of love. Huge hugs to your family. Um, Oh, and she must say, gosh, how handsome is your dad? Yeah. I think he's really handsome he too. He is very handsome, He's yeah. still really handsome. Um, Pip, thanks very much for that. I, um, it, it was hard, but in a way, it was much easier because um, my mum literally hadn't slept for a year. She was oh, being yes. woken up like four times a night for a year. Exhausting. Like, And before that, it was once or twice a night. Mm. But then it was just, she couldn't. She couldn't think straight. It was a terrible, terrible thing. And then they came and assessed him and said he really should should go into a home because, you know, this is um, barbaric, mm. like what you're going through. And um, 
um, that people in the home were very, very sweet because they also then said to mum, you know, wow, I c- we can't believe you've you've looked after him all, all this, this time, this long, this you know, because yeah, yeah. he's in a bad way. But he um, he's doing he's doing really good, and um, Myra and all the lovely people at the at the home are super amazing. They're so mm-hmm. loving, um, and they they they've got him. They they know him. He, he wants to help all the time. He does move a lot of furniture, which is also quite... Yeah. I don't know why he does that, yeah. but he just moves things so all whatever, the time. Whatever works, is it? And they it, just let him... They, well, they just let yeah, him let move, move everything. Around, yeah. but, it's, um, um, but thank you very much, Pip. That means a lot. Pip's initial question was, a shameless request. I'm not very well and stuck for something to watch. You guys are my emergency contact for all things movies and TV. Yes. And then she said, oh, gosh, I just remembered you're in Spain. Please don't worry. But I oh. said the North Water on the iPlayer. Yes. I've already talked about that. But I hope you watch that, Pip, and I hope you're feeling much better soon. And then, oh, wow, this is another. Oh, OK, last one, though. I just paused the podcast to say something about what's it. Oh, right, yeah. I have non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is under control, but triggers other things, one of which is anemia. I've never been anemic and had no idea how debilitating it is. I oh, also God. didn't realise that one of the symptoms is food cravings. Yeah. What's it are my own <laughs> personal <laughs> craving. And I get through bags of them. I've tried the cheaper alternatives, but no. they just don't hit the spot. No. What's it are life. And I literally can't go for more than two hours without a bag. A bag. Thanks for sharing the what's it's love. It really made me laugh. Um, so let me just... That is Neelix2010. I don't know what your real name is, uh, Neelix. A Yorkshire lass. A Yorkshire lass, which we can forgive you for, but... Um, cat um, person, I think. Is that her name? Oh, no, she's a cat person. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's the best thing you've said. She's called cat person. Um, okay, Mrs. Person... No, um, wait, yeah. I love her even more. Wait, yeah, look, go it's on. so good. She's a Reiki practitioner. Um, she's a cat person. Cancer that's thriver. Very, and a cancer thriver. Well, well, listen, well done. Yeah, and enjoy the what's-its, and I'm so oh, glad that, really made that me laugh. Uh, we got to have, uh, have this moment. I kind of um, want to call her cat from now on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we're in Spain at the moment. We're just about to go to work. Um, the job's great, isn't it? It's very. Uh, keep your eyes peeled. Can't mm. say anything about no. it. It's going to be on Channel 4. It's very funny. And it's likely to go out in January, we think. I think so. Which would be a nice little start to the year, because January's really a very good. dull, oh, so awful. this would be hugely entertaining to go yes. out then, wouldn't it? Um, I hope you're all enjoying yourselves. We're going to try and do a bit more on Instagram. Now we've got the lovely Olivia helping us out, so we'll do a few more behind-the-scenes things and a few extra posts and things like that. Uh, but lots of love to everybody. Bye! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.